So Money, episode 457, Christine Hansen, Sleep Coach. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Here on So Money, as you know, the goal is to help inspire and empower others to live a richer, happier life. And here's a financial reality. If you're an entrepreneur who's not on top of your business finances, your personal finances are likely suffering too. That's why you need some FreshBooks in your life. FreshBooks is the ridiculously easy cloud accounting software made specifically for small business owners who need to find a better way to deal with their paperwork. For example, invoicing. It takes about 30 seconds to create and send a polished, professional-looking invoice. There's also expense tracking, and you can do it on the go. Take pictures of receipts on your phone using FreshBooks mobile apps and make claiming your expenses a million times easier. And online payments? Well, with two clicks, FreshBooks can set you up to receive payments online, which can seriously improve how quickly you get paid. And folks that use FreshBooks report freeing up two days per month to focus on the work they love. And now you can try FreshBooks free for 30 days starting right now. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash so money and enter so money in the how did you hear about us section. Welcome to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Thanks for joining. You know, we've heard so much about the importance of sleep lately. Earlier this summer, I had on Ariana Huffington. And of course, she is all about the hashtag sleep revolution. She is on a mission to get us to get our eight hours in. And thanks to her, sleep has become a new trending topic. And today I have another sleep coach joining us because I think there's so much we can learn about the benefits of sleep and how it can positively impact business, finances, relationships. Christine Hansen is here all the way from Luxembourg. And last year she left a career in education and now coaches successful and career-driven women, men on how to get a solid night's sleep. And her approach involves no medication and she really wants to work to address the whole picture, not just one piece of the puzzle. She's an international expert and has been featured in a number of publications, including the Huffington Post. So how does more sleep actually lead to more money? How can we get more sleep once and for all? And do the rich have an easier time packing in those precious eight hours of sleep? Here is Christine Hansen. Christine Hansen, welcome to So Money, all the way from Luxembourg. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. I'm. I was just telling you before we went on the podcast that uh, you know. So you're in Luxembourg. I think maybe the furthest out I've interviewed somebody was perhaps Australia. I think maybe someone was in in, in Germany or Poland. So I I I love having some international people on the show. And um, are you from that area, or did you land there for work for life? Uh, oh, it's difficult. Well, uh, I was adopted when I was four months old. So I was born in Colombia, but yeah, absolutely bred completely in Luxembourg. So I've lived there all my life. I went abroad to study in the UK for four years, but, um, and traveled a lot, but yeah, it's like my home. <laughs> and I learned something new that the language of Luxembourg is called Luxembourgish. Yes, it is. And people always have like huge eyes on it and say that, but that's our national spoken language. Yeah. Does it sound like French or German? 
it does more like German. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I explain it, it's like you have German and Dutch. They sound of kind of sound alike, but it's different. So it sounds more German than French. Wow, I'm so impressed. I want to learn more languages, but I, I don't have enough time. But maybe, maybe if I got more sleep, I could increase my productivity <laughs> and, and be better at uh, remembering things. That brings us to your expertise, Christine, which is that you are sort of the sleep whisperer. Whisperer. Your site is called sleeplikeaboss.com, and I, I want to know how you got interested in this area. I understand you worked with families who were sleep deprived after having newborns. I've been there. But how did you ultimately develop this uh, this corner of expert of expertise for yourself? Yeah. So um, I have two businesses. So Sleep Like a Boss and Sleep Like a Baby. And it's basically... I'm, I love sleep. I really do. It's like my one thing. I know that I can't function and that I'm a horrible person if I don't sleep. So when I had my daughter, when I was pregnant and it was like huge... Um, that's when people came like up to me and they were saying these typical phrases like get some sleep now you will never sleep again and you know they say it with a smile and but it freaked me out it completely freaked me out and when I had my um, my leave to to well to have my baby I had the best time because I had fortunately a really good pregnancy and so I could sleep in every morning and the more I did that the more I started to think like you can never do this again your life will be over you will never sleep you will never have this feeling again and it really I I I really panicked so I did what every good mom does and I asked Google and Google (laughs) came up with a zillion gazillion sites but what I did learn was that there was such a thing as a baby sleep consult and these, these, that profession doesn't exist like in Luxembourg at all. And in Europe, it's very rare. So, and I did find some, uh, some help there. And, um, then it kind of, it stayed in my mind, but I was working as an English teacher for nine years. So a very typical, um, government job. And, you know, I studied English literature with the masters in children's, in children's literature. So I always call that my Mickey Mouse degree because I knew that I wanted to do something else, but I really didn't know what. And uh, in December 2014, I had um, my cousin, he was 23 years old. He had a heart attack and he died like in a second. And um, that was really my wake up call. And um, then Facebook and its magic came and it showed me an ad because it read my mind, obviously, um, about... um, uh, sleep consultants who could, you could send in your candidacy. And I thought, okay, this is actually something I really want to do. And the more, you know, the more you start to talk with moms, the more you get to know them and the more you get to hear how less sleep they get. And because I had such a positive experience, I thought, okay. So I started out with that. And the more I told people, the more I was asked, well, do you do that with adults too? And at the beginning I said, no, I'm not really interested in that. But after a while, I just said, oh, I, well, actually, what, what, yes, <laughs> why not? And so I really got even more into sleep because it's two different things when you work with, there are similarities, but there are very different elements to working with adults and working with babies and toddlers. And um, I was very fortunate to, to be in a course that was very inclusive and really looked at all the different aspects that could affect sleep and how you can deal with it. And I love it. I am. Um, a huge fan of sleep and and its complexities and the people I work with. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's my absolute passion to see how it can change 
everything, really everything. You know, you see the way babies have such difficulty sleeping through the night in the beginning. And I wonder, do we enter the world as human beings good at sleeping? Uh, we have to work at it. We have to be trained. Yeah, it makes it different. It's very different. And that's why I'm saying, you know, not two parents have the same experience because some might have a baby that just naturally has an easy time connecting different sleep cycles and hence the term sleep through the night, um, even though they do wake up, but it's just easier for them to fall asleep again. And other babies just need help doing that. And there has been some, you know, some research that says like, if you have there are some people who just also as adults have difficulties falling back asleep. So, you know, you can teach them and you, or you can show them and guide them towards doing that in an easier way or to, to help them. Um, but it's definitely something that sometimes it's just, you have a baby that sleeps well, or you have a baby that doesn't sleep well, you know? So it's, it's sometimes it's just not fair. <laughs> what keeps us up as adult? When I was a kid, I'll tell you, I hated sleeping. And this is when I was five, six, seven, I had a fear of missing out FOMO. I was an only child. I, my parents usually had friends over on the weekends. They would stay up late. I wanted to stay up late. And I think, and even now I'm such a night owl. My husband knows this well, because He's usually the one getting up early in the morning to <laughs> get us going. But, and I could sleep. I love sleeping in. What, what is it that you find is common and in keeping us from really getting the sleep that we need? It's very tricky. Like I always say, if it's not medical, sleep is really for everyone as unique as your fingerprint. So there's so many different things that can affect it. And the thing, I, the way I explain it is that if you are someone who has a lot of trouble sleeping, you cannot control sleep, which I think is what infuriates you so because you want to sleep sometimes and you just can't. And sleep is really something you cannot just grab it and say, okay, I, I put it on myself and it will work. You know, even with sleep medicine, like sleeping pills, it will not give you the same effect. So if you look at it like a puzzle, the mode has to really fit in order to, to have the, the piece of the puzzle really match it really well. And in order to do that, you kind of have to do different things. So I always start with inner work. Usually I always start from the inside and see what's been going on. Is it something, is it really FOMO is very often the case. Are you stressed about something? Is it something, maybe a perception that have you, that you have about sleep? Like a lot of people don't like sleeping. They feel really uncomfortable because they kind of lose control. So it can be from an anxious point of view. It can also be something like lots of people have all of these thoughts racing in like at 3 a.m., especially if they wake up, you know, you have this, this, this wave of thoughts crashing down on you. And then we look at what these thoughts are. Can we do something about them? And then you have lots of exterior factors. It can be, it can be related to your nutrition. It can be related to your hydration, to your movement, to how you live, to what your environment looks like or what your work environment looks like. So it's really a lot of profiling is, is connected to all of this. And it's really interesting. It's very, very interesting. Right. So it's, <clears throat> yeah, I think, and what your work um, is probably getting a lot of um, even a heightened interest now. There's a lot of discussion globally now for the first time in a long time, I think, happening around the importance of sleep. We've gone so long without it. And it's been something that I think a lot of us wear as a badge of honor. You know, I only need four hours of sleep. I mm -hmm. can get off 
with just five hours of sleep. And I used to envy those people because I can't do that. And I wished I could. But what happened in our culture where suddenly we thought we stopped and said, wait a minute, this isn't actually very healthy. What, why is the paradigm shifting? So I think you have a couple of like sleep evangelists like Ariana Huffington, who you had on your show. And I think she's doing a tremendous job on, on doing that on waking people up to sleep. Um, and also I think that we are slowly starting to hit a wall where, you know, numbers can't lie. We have so much burnout going on or what also something that is called bored out is a new thing, like where people are bored out of their minds because they, they aren't interested in anything anymore because they're also tired. And I think we all start going back to looking at ourselves, whether it is through sleep, whether it is through healthy and nutrition. And you can see that every, even like strict business magazine starts to have more and more articles about how you as a human have to be fit in order to produce the best results you can. And sleep is just something that you cannot neglect if you look at yourself, at your body, at your physical and at your mental health and, and speed and cleverness and everything is connected. So I think that's why sleep is suddenly starting to, to come back into, into the discussion because it, there's just so much science and research and facts that also tell you, look, it's not clever what you're doing. And in the end, that's what is interesting for people. Am I clever enough? Am I producing the results? Am I making enough money in the end? Is my relationship working? And if you look at yourself, sleep is always, it's one of the most important factors in there. One of the questions I asked Ariana was, do you think that sleep is something we can democratize? Because there are a lot of crit critics out there who say that to get the eight hours, you need to have the time and the resources. Um, but if you are a single parent working two shifts, that it's, you you know it's difficult more difficult for you arguably what's interesting is that you're working with a lot of high net worth people bosses so what in your experience do you think that it's more challenging for someone with fewer resources not as much money and who works harder during the day more hours to find the appropriate time to sleep i think it is like i don't want to be too optimistic in a way that I think it is more difficult, even though, you know, sleep is free theoretically, if you put it like that, I, I do think that it can be much more challenging if you are a single parent. Having said that though, I do know people who are in that situation and who had to force themselves to take the time, a mom of three children, twins and another child, which she had in one year. So she had three kids in one year was a single mom and it was very stressful, but at the same time, suddenly she had all this energy back and all this clarity that she did prioritize it. But I do think it's definitely more difficult for those people to, to take the time and to do that than for others necessarily. So I hope that this change in thinking that the result and the reward or the, the change and energy and everything that you gain is much bigger, but it is difficult. So 
it's not really fair. That's very true. Mm-hmm. And I do hear from some serial entrepreneurs that sleep is overrated, that mm-hmm. we live in this culture now where everybody wants to work for themselves, start a business. At least that's my perspective. You know, not everybody, but there, I yeah, feel but- there's a movement happening, uh, which is very exciting on the one hand, but also I think it comes with a cost. You feel like you have to work really hard and fast and long to accomplish your goals. And even someone like you know, I just followed uh, around Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, who is uh, in America. He's a mm-hmm. serial entrepreneur, has a, a rabid following of fans, people who want to be just like him. And he has said, you know, I'll sleep when I die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and he's joking. I'm sure he wouldn't say, you know, don't sleep. But I think that we say these things and it becomes part of the culture. And uh, I think that's we need to be more careful when we say these things. Yeah. And also, I think you always have to consider that there are some people who need less sleep. And that's like, is that true though? Yeah. You think that some people are just hardwired to not need as much sleep? I think there's people who need less than others. Yes. I I think it's rare that you have someone who can consistently get by by four or five hours of sleep. I think it's rare, but eight hours is, it's not for everyone. And that's actually something that I do tell some of my clients when we start off because they are so stressed about getting those eight hours that it puts even more stress on them. So it's, it's one of the things that I, I like about the sleep trend that it's telling you how important it is, but it's also stressing people out because some people who really have sleep issues, they know that they are tired and that they can't sleep. And so hearing over and over and over again, that they need these strict eight hours, it's just freaking them out at night and it makes it a really tough time for them to to even go to sleep. So I think there are people who do need less sleep. A lot less sleep is very rare, but I do think that some people are, are you know, in that situation. And if those are very successful and if they say that as an example, then obviously the a lot of people who need more sleep and who think it are like kind of confirmed. But at the same time, there are so many, like most of the successful professionals who you ask, they all value their sleep. And you had your episode of the health is wealth, for example. And if you listen to those amazing entrepreneurs, loads of them value their sleep and say that's one of the most important things that they need. And even actually the people that I work with, they know, you know, they come to me because they know they need to sleep in order to be a better leader in order to think clearer also because sometimes they have a strained relationship and everything is connected to it. So I think the shift is going to come because more people also, you know, talk about it. It's just still something that a lot of people don't talk to, talk about. And when somebody barges in and says exactly, as you said, Oh, I was here till two in the morning and I was back at seven. You know, I think that the times are going to change where someone is going to say, well, that wasn't very clever. You know, so hopefully it's right. but it will take time. Can I ask you, how are you sleeping? We work hard all day and I know I look forward to getting my rest after a long day of meetings and business calls. That's why I'm excited to tell you about my latest sponsor, Casper Mattress, a brand sold directly to consumers. What does that mean for you? It means you can get the Casper, an obsessively engineered mattress that's made in America at a shockingly fair price. Casper combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the 
right balance. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. And Casper ships directly to you for free in the U.S. and Canada. Returns are free, too. You can try it for 100 nights free in your own home. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund everything. If you go to Casper.com slash so money and use my code so money, one word, you'll even get $50 off any mattress purchase. Try Casper today for 100 nights in your own home and get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash so money and using my code so money. Is there some common advice for everybody? If there's someone listening who wants to just get a good night's sleep tonight and for whatever reason they've been struggling, what are some best practices to make sure that you're getting, if not more sleep, you're getting quality sleep? It's tricky because you do have tons of of, of advice, you know, like proper sleep hygiene. So um, that works. And so that's what I go for if somebody asks me. For me, my top advice is really to not stress about it. So really, if you are someone who knows I don't sleep very well, the first thing I would tell you is, so what? You know, don't go to bed already with the thought, oh, it's going to be a horrible night and everything is going to be horrible the next day. So what? You had tons of bad nights, apparently. You survived the next day. And imagine the worst night ever and you still made it work the next day. So I think that already takes so much stress off. You know, it's like, oh, okay. And then the next tip is really what lots of people do when they wake up. They they lie there and it's really like pinching your eyes and you're like, okay, sleep now, come, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm waiting. (laughs) And that's really to just get up. You know, if you're in bed and you notice it's just, you know, sleep has changed its mind. It's not going to come. Just get up and do something different. Um, usually I suggest doing something very boring. Like for me, I absolutely hate household work. I'm not a very good housekeeper, really not. So something that I could do, for example, is folding the laundry or ironing because it will focus you without over exciting you, but at the same time, it will not allow you to have all these thoughts crushing down on you. And then when you feel tired again, just try again. So these are two things that I really like. Yeah, those are, and everyone can do those things. They don't require lots of money. Like, you know, there are other things too, like blackout shades, which I just paid for, which were not cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ariana likes fancy lingerie and, um, you know, incense and things like that. And uh, what does the research, research show about monitoring your phone and being on your laptop right before bed, that blue light, does that impact mm-hmm. your brain waves as you're sleeping? It does. It does uh, impact your melatonin. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, when you're basically your body prepares itself to sleep by creating a hormone called melatonin. Well, it's not really creating it. It's in your body before, but it is transformed into melatonin. Now, blue light is, is in general all around us. It's basically why the sky is blue. That's also blue light, but that's our natural blue light. Artificial blue light is it has shorter wavelengths, so it's very intense on the retina of your eyes. So it's it's just biological. If your eyes are hit by this blue light, it interferes with the production of melatonin. And that's why it's more difficult for you to sleep. Now, again, having said that, that's the way it is, but different people react differently 
to blue light. So you have some people who will have no trouble at all to look at their screen, close it and go to sleep. But other people are much more sensitive to it. So it's definitely, it can be one of the things that interferes with you sleeping. Definitely. But it's, it's like lots of people then think, okay, I'm just going to not do that step anymore and, and everything will be fine when it could actually be one of many different things interfering with your sleep. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I have this bad habit of playing on my iPhone, just like stupid games, um, like crossword puzzles or something. I love any kind of word games, but it actually puts me to sleep because my eyes get tired and I just, I literally have to, I just crash after like one or two games. So, you know, it has its pros and cons, I, I guess. Yeah. I read on your website that productivity loss due to sleep deprivation is estimated at almost $2,000 per employee annually. So that makes a very strong case for companies to encourage their employees to have more balance, I think, in their lives. In your practice, how have you seen more sleep correlate to wealth? I'm actually working with someone who is leading a very a big team basically she has um a big company and for her the the click moment was when people told her you know you're doing so many things but you're not necessarily doing them very well and that was really like she was incredibly hurt by that and then she took a step back and she had really really realized that she'd kind of lost touch with her team even though she's a very open person Um, and just a lovely person, but she was so tired and so stressed that she had just lost touch and she, she just snapped at people. So the person she was most annoyed with was actually herself because she knew, you know, I, I know that I'm not very open and friendly to it. So when we started to work on her sleep and she just realized she got so much more patient and listened differently a little bit. And it led her to make different decisions for her business that have allowed her to open up a new business that is, you know, the dream that she had for a long time and the communication, everything has been going very well. And it's just, she said it was just on a different level from how she did things before. So I think it's, that was for her in in a point of view from people leading other people. But I think the same is true that if you are someone who's working a lot and you just feel uncomfortable that you might just overlook a lot of things. And once you start to be more focused, you can actually provide results that will impress people a lot more than if you deliver some reports that have some crucial flaws in them. And that's also that sometimes startups are being criticized for. There was an article in The Guardian that um, looked at startups and said that at some point, the CEOs do so many mistakes or just, you know, they don't see so many red flags because they had to be so high on the process of creating. They had neglected sleep and somehow it had just affected, you know, their judgment and, and their whole cognitive strength, basically. And so they talk about that. And I thought that was really, really interesting too, you know, because I completely, I can completely relate to that as an entrepreneur. You know, I would love to do different things sometimes to even to go to bed. It's difficult for me to, to stop. But at the same time, I really know, okay, you don't want to fall into that trap of not seeing, you know, red flags popping up here and there. Do you have to get all your sleep at night or can you break it up throughout the day? And do you recommend that with, for some clients who have crazy schedules? 
Yeah, that trend is definitely here in Luxembourg too. I know that some very big companies had some chill zones as well. One had closed it down because nobody would go there because of the perception, well, I can't take a nap if everyone else is working. So there's still a lot of work to do. However, what I am being asked for a lot is to choose sessions on power naps. And that's something that I think can work. Um, I don't in general recommend naps to people who have a lot of sleep issues at first, but I do really enjoy a power nap or at least some conscious deep sleep. So where you meditate yourself into a state that is similar to sleep for like 30 to 40 minutes. That's something that I really do like. And I personally, I do need naps too. So, <laughs> um, I think it's something you can do, but you really have to observe yourself. If you're someone who takes a nap and then you know that you cannot sleep well, then obviously it's not something you should do. But I do think that people who do have crazy schedules, it can really help. But again, you need to be confident enough and your company needs to really support the idea that nobody who is going to take a nap is going to be the lazy one. Thank you for saying that because <laughs> I feel like I I don't know, I think with, with getting older and now I'm being a mom and I've been so tired and part of me wonders like maybe I'm low on iron. How do you evaluate yourself to know that your tiredness is not something that that is serious that maybe it just means that you do need more sleep? Theoretically it's easy to do because we are very good at recuperating from a sleep debt. So if you consistently get to not enough sleep for what you need, you basically collect a sleep debt, which is making you feel constantly tired. But our body is very good in recuperating. So let's say if you have a weekend where, you know, you can ship your children off to someone else and have a good lie-in and you feel great afterwards, then it would mean that you're just consistently not getting enough sleep. But if you even sleep in and you should really feel well rested and you feel really tired and you have that over a couple of days, that's really when I'd look into, into seeing if something's going on. So when I work with clients, I actually have them go to the doctors and, and show me the blood work just to rule that out because sometimes that, that can be a reason. But in general, your body is very good at telling you. And because we're able to recuperate so quickly, it's not too difficult to find out sometimes. Before we go, and then this has been so interesting, um, I have a personal question for you. So you mentioned earlier how you were a teacher and yeah. it was a very you know, standard government job. And then you, now you're transitioning into entrepreneurship. What has been the best thing and the most difficult thing about the transition? Um, yes, the best thing is that I'm home in a way, you know, like as soon as I started, there was something born inside of me. Like it's so tacky to say, but there was a fire born in me that I never had before, maybe as a student for one or two projects, but never like that. Like thinking that I can do this, my life for myself, it's just, it felt so right. And I'm, I'm so much happier, you know, and I think the most obvious sign is that I don't have a Monday morning anymore. Like, you know, the typical... Or the Sunday night blues. <laughs> exactly. I just don't have that anymore. And that's incredible. It's such a luxury. I can't believe that I, I, I managed to do this. The most difficult thing, though, is that I can do it or could do it because of my, my husband, because he 
really, I, I mean, he's, he's just the best, but that dependency tricky. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. something that I had to let myself do in a way. And I still, you know, the goal has always been to allow him to work half time or to help me in my business. So I really had to focus on that goal sometimes in order not to say, okay, I'm just going to go back and earn my salary. And it's, but I can't do that. You know, I really can't, it's not an option. So I would have to find something different, (laughs) but um, that was something that was hard. And also doing all the work on myself because before when I just had a salary trickling in, I never really thought about myself that much. You know, I just lived kind of. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, especially if you work with services and you have to know who you are in order to present yourself, you have to deal with yourself first. And that's, there's a lot of stuff coming up, you know, so, but it's the best experience that I've had. And I think I know myself more now than I ever really did before. Christine, thank you so much. I know you have dedicated a special website for our listeners, sleeplikeaboss.com slash so money. So everybody go there and there's a free gift so you can learn how to train your brain and uh, your head can hit the pillow a little sooner and faster tonight and that you can wake up recharged. And of course, uh, that can lead to a more productive, a more fulfilled, a happier and more conscious life. Thank you so much, Christine, and wishing you uh, all the best. Thank you so much for having me, Farnish. I'm, it was a blast. It was great. Thanks to my guest, Christine Hansen, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about her or receive her free gift, check out her website, sleeplikeaboss.com forward slash so money. You can also follow her on Twitter at by Christine H. If you missed any of this, want the transcript, the audio download, or leave a comment, go to somoneypodcast.com. And while you're there, click on Ask Farnoosh, leave a question. I know you got something on your mind, money question, career question, life question, hit me up. Somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh. And every Friday, I answer your questions. Thanks for tuning in. Hope your day is so money. So money.